On the weekend, Gordon Robertson steered Yoker Athletic into their first Scottish Junior Cup final for 86 years in just his 10th game in charge. He might not have decided which suit he'll wear for the final against Auchinleck Talbot, but things are clearly looking good for the home park side. Gordon tells us why he doesn't just want his players to enjoy the big day when he pits his wits against the legendary Tommy Sloan. We also hear why Gordon always knew he'd be taking over at Yoker, but just not yet. Gordon was previously chairman and coach at Clyde Bank as they re-emerged in the juniors. Gordon also looks back at those 12 years. There's all that and more as we go down the divisions. Good to have you along as we take a look at Scotland's lower leagues. Well, we're back out here again, Paul, in uh, the Springboig area of Glasgow, Glasgow Girls Football Club. Only a week ago we were here and not knowing when we'd be quite be back, but can't keep away from the place. No, oh, it's such a good facility, isn't it? That, uh, why would you go anywhere else? Yep, thanks once again to Jim, Davey, Emma and the team here for, for hosting us again. Um, another busy weekend of action on on Saturday and what kind of what kind of stood out for you, Arthurly? Arthurly winning the league, yeah, it was uh, superb. Uh, I went to watch Lanark United versus Pollock in the cup, which was a super really entertaining game. Uh, Pollock ran out five one winners, but for the first probably half hour, thought Lanark competed, and you know there was there was nothing in between them. Uh, obviously, the quality that. Murdy's teams got there at Pollock, eh, got them got them over the line, but Lanark lose two goals from a corner kick uh, and put them on the back foot a little bit, but enjoyable, good crowd, a eh, good few hundred people up at Moor Park in Lanark and uh, I enjoyed it. And and um, just going back to Arthurley, I guess, great re- reward for what's been an unbelievable season for them. I mean, what a season they've had, isn't it? The unbeaten run all the way through, you know... When you've got a team like that in the league, nobody can do anything about it, can they? It's just a case of them going on now and hopefully being able to compete in the in the top flight. And we obviously had Alec McDowell on last week. Um, some interesting chat and ideas from Alec. Uh, much kind of feedback amongst uh, you know in, in the game. Have you have you had much you know chat about you know the feelings and and the you know they were quite novel ideas. Um, that that Alec came up with, what's been the what's been the reaction? As I said last week, if anybody's going to do it, it'll be Alec. Alec's a driven guy, and anybody that knows Alec, he's you know he's very ambitious. Uh, yeah, I've had one or two people say to me, "How are they going to really get this money?" And I said, "Well, you know, listen to the show. Alec explained it to you. It's you know, according to Alec. And obviously, that I raised it last week, Gareth. Is it, I mean, you're talking these kind of money." You know, SPFL League One Two Championship probably don't play for that kind of, you know, that kind of prize fund. I hope he pull, pulls it off. Alec will pull it off uh, if the, if the sponsors are there. I think he said there's three partners rather than than uh, sponsors. He'll create the interest and listen. It's only great for the game, isn't it? And do you know what? Any team that doesn't want it, then. It's going to happen, isn't it? If, if £80,000 put up, then well, teams are going to go for it. I think this week's guest might have something to say. I mean, I think this week's guest might be quite supportive of the of the Junior Cup in its current uh, format, but we'll, we'll see what he says there, yeah, shortly. Um, and then, I mean, there's been, but there has been some good reaction on Twitter as well. You know, it's, I think it's at least, if nothing else, it's sparked a debate, you know, about what can be done and, and you know, change can't always, some people see change as bad, but or they're fearful of change, but I think it has started a little bit of a chat that that maybe things could be adapted or evolved into a better state. Well, I'm looking at a lot of negativity on Twitter at the moment in terms of the Lowland League letting teams in, you know, people saying so many teams voted for it, others that are trying to progress. The Lowland League, I think, put out a statement this week and they're saying if anybody wants to put up the £40,000, then... They can come and join the league. I think there's other criteria. Listen, let's face it, Gareth. 
they're wanting they're wanting Rangers Celtic Hearts Hubs and and Premier League teams in there, and I I just don't know whether likes of Motherwell and teams like that would have the spare forty thousand pounds to to be able to put a team in. I think that's a whole new podcast episode on that one. Certainly is. <laughs> uh, a quick word for our sponsors, media agency Forty Four Creative. Not only do they have photographers, graphic designers, videographers, and video editors to help promote your content, brand, organization, or event, they now offer website services too. They make creation personal, and they'd love to hear from you. Find out more at www.44creativehq.com, and we'll include that link in the show's description on your podcast player too. Back to the show, and please do keep the comments and suggestions for guests coming. If you're a club in the lower leagues looking for more exposure, we'd also like to hear from you. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. My name is John McHugh, manager of Shorts Bonacord, and you're listening to Down the Division. Yoker Athletic boss Gordon Robertson is on the show this week. Thanks for being with us, Gordon. How are you doing, guys? Before we chat some more, we've got the Down the Divisions decider. We'll give you four clues for a particular club from SPFL League One all the way down, then reveal the answer at the end of the show. Over to you for the clues this week, Paul. Have you made it harder this week? I, mean, I have made it a little bit tougher about, this it's week. It's about time. But what I would say is Alec McDowell was very premature last week. It's not the first time anyone's ever said that to Alec McDowell. <laughs> but, uh, so we'll give the answers at the end of the show. <laughs> so, the club was founded in 1905, but folded in 1948. They were reformed in 1976 and play in the South of Scotland League. In 2001, they joined the East Scotland League, playing in the league for eight seasons and finishing as runners-up in 2008-2009 before returning to the South of Scotland League. In the summer of 2013, they joined the newly formed Lowland League. By the way, they did not have to pay £40,000 to get in. <laughs> the club play at Islecroft Stadium in Dumfries and Galloway. Gordon's looking pretty confident. Ah, Gordon's got that, isn't he? No, I'm struggling. Struggling? I, I've got a feeling I should know the answer to this, but I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All will be revealed at the end of the show. My name's Tommy Sloan, Ockenlet Talbot manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Yoker Athletic gaffer Gordon Robertson is with us. Um, well, he's just guided his men into their first Junior Cup final for 86 years, I think, uh, Gordon. Uh, incredible achievement. I uh, guess the most important question of all, first off, has the hangover cleared? It has. Um, well, there wasn't much of a hangover um, I was working on Sunday, <laughs> and I do the rota for my work. All so right. uh, you didn't was, plan that very well, no, did you? I definitely didn't. So I was in at 8 o'clock in the morning, so I had to cut it short in the pub on the Saturday night, which was a shame, but uh, it was good. Though, you know, Some of the guys were putting whiskies in front of me. I thought, I better knock this in the head. So <laughs> it, was, it was an awful good day. Is um, I mean, despite a few drinks being had and the euphoria at the end, is it all pretty clear? Were you able to sort of uh, enjoy the moment? Uh, definitely. Uh, the thing about it is, is we felt pretty confident, quietly confident getting into it. Uh, you look at Peter Hill and their pedigree this season. They've gone, I think, twenty matches and won nineteen, drawn one, something like that. Uh, an incredible record. They won the league in goal difference, but coming from a, you know, position where it looked as if they had no chance. So a really good team, you know, well organised, fit, um, real threats. Uh, so, but. We had a couple of weeks before we played our last league match against Wishaw and I watched them a couple of times and I could see where they could hurt us but I could see where maybe we could get to them and uh, and, the, and the guys, we've got a good group, they, they worked really, really hard and so we went into it undaunted and we felt you know, that we had a chance. So it, we, we weren't, or we were thrilled at the end of the match because just what you said Gareth about the first Joker final in the Junior Cup since the 1930s. So as a, as an achievement, and we're not playing that down, but we had felt that we had a real chance. So while we were thrilled and delighted to get to the final, we we, we felt we had a real chance. So it was just like winning a big cup tie. It wasn't as if we'd made history or we were running just over, just glad to be there. 
you know, we, we, we felt, you know, that, that was, that kind of went a little bit to plan almost. So it was, it was great. It was great. And it was lovely seeing the older uh, Yoker committee guys, you know, just been so thrilled by it. That, that gave me a real buzz. You know, they were, they were getting quite emotional at the end of it. So it was all good. And the players were, were, were magic and we just, man, we just roll on, you know. So we went back to the pub, it was magic. The sponsors were thrilled as well, and we get we've had nice plaudits and folks saying good things about us. One of the most satisfying things for me was that folk felt that we deserved it. So it wasn't just the result was positive, the reaction to the result, it was uh, the reaction to the performance. So that that was pleasing because we don't want to just be a, a team that's seen as a fall. Oh, Yoko were lucky they scraped through or whatever. It's like we went toe to toe with a good opponent, and we were better than them on the day. And I, I think that was the case. Obviously, over the last couple of seasons, I've managed up against Joker, and I've always been impressed with them. They're always a well-organised side. A couple of good players in there that's obviously been at the club for, for quite a while. Uh, you're not that long in the job. How, in your wildest dreams, when you enter into the Scottish Cup, did you ever think Joker could go all the way? No, no. You, you'd have to say that, that, that um, when we started off... I can't even remember who we played in the first round, but we've been all over the country, Cooper, Angus, Gervin, and then up to Dice, so we've been north and south. And uh, But the, we, you know, you just, you know, you get into a cup game, you're hoping you're going to win. I think when we when we beat Ashfield, and we we, we knew we had a quarter-final against Dice, we thought, that's winnable. You know, you start to think, well, wait a minute, you're, you're, you've got a winnable game, and by the way, Dice would have been looking at us and thinking, well, that's, that's a, the best draw. So, but we felt that's winnable. And get to the semi final then, and you don't know how the draw is going to be. But but the when the draw was made, or we saw who was in it, thought Peter Sill, Rob Roy are a good team, Talbot up there, synonymous with the junior cup. So you know that you know you're going to have a real tough game no matter who you get. But we, it was it was at the it was at the Ashfield game when we, the, the draw had been made for Dice. We thought well, this is turning into a bit of a good run here. How far can we can we take it? But, but at the start of the season, you don't think you're going to get to, to the final. Uh, when you're at a club, you know, that's, I mean, Joker were, before the, the conference set-up came in, we were in the bottom league. You know, that, that's why what we've achieved in, you know, finishing in the league position within is an effective promotion, we, we, we view it as that. But we were in the bottom league. So when you're in that bottom league, you don't get to the final of the Scottish Junior Cup. You know, and, uh, so and obviously with the, the, the kind of same personnel, but obviously you're in, we've got you in here today because of the a great achievement of Joker getting to the cup final. But your league season and the conferences, how have you found it? And uh, obviously, I know you're saying you were in the bottom league and you've got a promotion. Now comparing getting into the, the Scottish Junior Cup final is a huge, huge achievement. Do you think you could have done better in the conferences? Do you think your season could have got better? Or do you know, are you looking at that and saying, that's our level at the moment, but we're happy at that? No, no. I, I think there's a wee bit of us, a, a wee bit of a feeling among us that um, we underachieved in the league. Uh, we had, I think, conference C is the toughest conference when I look at it. You know, Chapel are a really, really good football team, and Peter Hill are a smashing team. Nielsen are a good team. I mean, we, there was St Rocks. You know, really strong teams at the top end of it. And um, I, I don't think it would have been really tough for a, for us to break into that top four, I don't think we would have been able to achieve that. Could we have pushed St Rocks more? I think we could have done. But we, we lost our first six league matches. And and partly, I think, the, the West of Scotland League front-loading the season with so many midweek games for teams in the conferences was unnecessary. I can see why they did it for the top league, because of the, 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 the expanded league and the, the number of fixtures that we'd have to play. But for, for the conferences, I mean, our season's done in the league in you know, early April. So they didn't need to do that, and because we had a lot of injuries at the start of the season and availability issues, like a lot of teams, of course, it, we we struggled um, to put, you know, a, a team on the park that we felt, you know, could do the club justice or do the squad justice, because uh, we've got we've got a decent squad, but we just we just felt that we were a wee bit short. We played quite well, but we lost six games. So to come back from that position of having lost six games to to get the effective promotion was good. But if I was to take the the thing as a whole, and look at what I think of our players. I th I think we, you know, if we'd have got our act together at the start of the season, and we didn't have those midweek fixtures and all that, we could have been challenging for the top four or five. We could have been, but as I say that, I think 
you're looking at it, the drum, Peter Sill, Nielsen would have probably hit it over the piece of it a wee bit too much for us. So we, we, we look at the league season, you know, it's a kind of nuanced thing. The bad start, it turned out it not too bad at all. We were pleased with the, the effective promotion, but over the piece, possibly a bit of an underachievement. I think as well, obviously the, the season was front-loaded. I think a lot of that was possibly concerns of COVID and trying to and trying to make sure they got this phase one because they put it in the phases out of the way. I'm just hoping next season that kind of common sense fails a little bit and, and, we, and we don't have that because it certainly hit a lot of teams, especially when you've got injuries and you've got Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. It's tough going. Obviously, with the season you've had, obviously player retention is going to be, everyone's going to want to re-sign for Joker, aren't they? They've all got a, a cup final place up for grabs here, you've had a great season and that squad will certainly want to stay together. I hope so. Um we you know we've had positive discussions with, with the guys. Um I, th- I think we've we've got a good squad. Like any team or squad it can't be static. You know, there'll be there'll be arrivals, there'll be there'll be guys coming in but um but uh, the, the the guys that we've got we would we would hope that in the league that we were in next season we would we'd make a good fist of it. Um, we we got a good group. Of, I mean, I just and, and I, I'm, it's, it's not just good players, good types, which I think is huge. Is, is almost more important. You know, if once you get over the the line with ability and guys that can play a bit, it's just all about the type, uh, the type of person, the type of the type of character, the type of guy that wants to when things are getting a bit, you know, scary and a bit and you're struggling a wee bit and suffering a wee bit, that they want to go and head the ball and defend a penalty box and. Just go that extra yard. We've got we've got a lot of that, and uh, and I think that's the main reason that we've done quite well. The other thing is, as you said you you are in the bottom league, and we're talking all fair about you've really not brought in that many players to to add to the squad. What's been the difference? Do you think of being in that bottom league? Uh, certainly, you were, you were always a tough team to play against, but you know, I think. That we took a result off you at Yoker when we were at New Mains and stuff like that. Like, what's been the difference in scrapping at the bottom? Or do you think sometimes playing the harder teams is a little bit easier? No, I, I think one of the things that we we, we probably recognised early in the season is that we 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 played too much or tried to pass the ball too much in in areas we shouldn't have been, you know, and and so lost cheap goals and 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 it, you know when there's fine margins in games, you know, losing a one or two goals. It, that can be that can lose you the points, and um, so we when when I come in, one thing that I thought we we need to get the balance right about when to play in areas, get our opponents turning, and when to pass it, when to you know play through the thirds. We we have to try and get the balance right. We don't want to abandon one for the other, and uh, and and that, and that was it. That was the main thing, and then trying you know a few kind of positional changes and um, whatnot. I think that, that kind of made the difference because we were never far away. I mean, we had some, even in the early part of the season, we beat Nielsen at, at Claybank. They're a good team. And and um, and so we, we were, we we did some really good performances and played well. But but it was knitting it all together, knitting all the good stuff together and maybe just been a little bit more pragmatic in certain in certain areas of the pitch. Uh, that, that That's that's really been it. And then, of course, nothing helps like winning you know, nothing, you know, breeds confidence, you build momentum and, and, and guys start to feel a bit better, start to realise that they're, they're good players, so you build up a, a head of steam and uh, and it's just about trying to maintain that at the moment. So there is a real feel-good factor in, and, uh, but, you know, the players have, have been fantastic, you know. And also, I uh, brought in a, yeah, I'd like to mention, I brought in a, a really good coach, Robert Scott, who had worked with at Coburnie, and he's, uh, the players have taken to him, He's a really good coach, good technical coach. He's got an A, an a license. I've got my, my B license, so they, they hopefully we put on, you know, training sessions that are that, that help improve players, but and also are enjoyable. So uh, you know, there's, there's that as well. And we've got um, Gary Bisland who helps with the, the fitness conditioning, and, and a Monday is good. So I, I think we've got a good balance behind the scene that the players kind of players quite like that. I hope they do anyway, and uh, and, that, and that's another factor. I think. Well, Gareth, we'll cut to the chase. We've now got the man in because he's in the cup final. 
Og vi, jeg søg, hvor jeg no, har den. Og den er noget, hvor går i der. Kan vi fred for jælder pæve? Jeg suppose, at man ikke har haft en even thought about that. Okay, hov. I'm just picking at trackies and all that. You've thought about that. He's down to Moss Bros later on. Do you think that's Derek Gouras? I don't know. I mean, Gordon Moffat. Gordon Moffat had when a Clyde Bank manager wore a suit in the in the Scottish Senior Cup, didn't he? Seen him walking on the ground. It was on tele. It was on the BBC. Does Tucker wear a, a suit to, to Rugby Park in the annual visit to Rugby Park? He's waiting to see if you're wearing one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've talked a bit generally about about the club there, Gordon, but I want to bring it back to sort of Saturday again a little bit. And I mean, you were already making history by, by just reaching the semi-final, weren't you? And you know, Johnny Banks puts Peters Hill up, Peter, Peters Hill uh, side that they just won the Conference C. Uh, They'd been 20 games undefeated. Um, so Johnny Banks puts them ahead a uh, in Newlands Field midway through the first half. Jamie Waddle's brilliant strike leveled things up just a couple of minutes later. And then five minutes before halftime, Ross McDonald gets what turned out to be the winner. What 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 were you like on the what were you like on the sidelines when all this was unfolding? I I, I was okay. I mean, I, I say it the players quite a bit, and I think it's important that you, you know if you get setbacks in the game, you, you deal with them properly. So, you know. We when they when they scored it was a fantastic goal for the lad. He hit it top corner, you know, just coming away from goal and then just adjusted his body and hit a great strike. So it was a smashing goal, but it was early enough in the game. I probably they just deserved it. We were a bit tentative in the first ten minutes or so, and uh, but you know we've seen us taking you know taking a wee blow before and coping well with it. So it is an important thing that, you can, that players can deal with that in a game. So I felt okay, and then and then we we, we stepped up and. And Waddle's goal was fantastic, a fantastic strike, and it was a decent build-up, and then they've not been able to clear it properly, and he's been in the edge of the box, and a great first touch to set up his volley. So that was good, and I felt we were really, really good at that period. For about 10, 15 minutes, we were really good. We looked at a really good outfit, caused them all sorts of problems, probably should have gone ahead, and then they came back into it. And so at half-time, I felt we probably deserved to be ahead, but, but you know they had one or two moments that they could have made more of as well. So it was, it was really, really close. And and at, and at half time, I just you know you, you know we've all done half time chats and you, you try to calm them down, tell them there's it's only halfway through the game, all the us, all the usual cliches. But I'd I'd watched quite a bit of Peter Hill, and you know I said, look, if we're still ahead in the last 15, 20 minutes, here's here's what's going to happen, and here's what we have to stand up to, and uh, and and you've got to, you've we've got to stand up to it, or we're not we're not going to make the final. But if we can stand up to this, you know what they'll do. I expected you know Ross McCabe to to go forward for the last fifteen minutes or so. And then you know they, they would they would try and play off him a lot, or you know and play you know get a wee bit more direct and play off second balls. But we cope with that really really well. And then they had one really good chance, and our goalkeeper Scott Urquhart pulled off just a stunning save. You know, so so when the defence was breached, our keeper was there for us. That was the one that onto the bar was it? Touched onto yeah. the bar, a, a magnificent save, and and he's a smashing goalie. The lad I've got to say, and uh, so I felt I felt that wee bit of break, the wee bit of break we got there. Was justified because we should have, we should have had a penalty at the other end for a handball and and one or two other things. So we could have we could have increased our lead, but they had they put a lot of pressure on us. But that's part of football. You got to stand up to that. You're expecting, you know, it would have been I would have been stunned if Petersell didn't put us under a bit of pressure. You know, for the record they've got, as you have mentioned, Gareth, and uh, so it was it was good. And then when the final whistle went, I mean, I felt in the game quite relaxed watching it. I, you know, I've seen them and I, I could trust them. And then and you know that way when you're watching your team. And you think, well, see if we don't win, we've, we've just been we've been good, and we've, been, we've given hundred percent. We've left everything in the park, so you can just you have to accept that it would be disappointing, but you can accept it. And so I, I felt I felt very relaxed, and then just at the end, it, it was just it was the final whistle went. It was just ah, it was magic. It was it was just nice thing. Just thought right, we're going to the Scottish Junior Cup final. That's not too bad, you know. I, th- I think I mean the final. I think is June the. F- Fifth, I think, fifth. at Rugby Park. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're taking on the mighty Auckland like Talbot there. Um, your season, your league season's finished. What, what, how, how do you keep things ticking along now so that the boys are ready for that for that game? Well, it's a challenge. They, they've, they've been given a week off and uh, they've all been given training plans, t- individual training plans uh, about about what to do uh, on their own. And that's that's going to be really, really important. We're, we're back in on Monday night for a team meeting and they'll be given, they'll be told that... that Kind of structure or build up to the to the final. Um, we'll, we'll get one or two friendlies in. Uh, the old friendlies that will 
make the guys work uh, so that, you know, we're maintaining our fitness levels. And then it's just, you know, fingers crossed we don't pick up any daft injuries or whatever. And then the good thing about, if we're looking at a positive for not having any games, is that I'll be able to watch Talbot quite a bit. Mm. And, get, and, you know, and, if we, and hopefully find ways where we could maybe get at them and, and, and be, be hyper aware about where they can really hurt us and try and, you know, get that, pass that on to the players. And hopefully on the day we can, we can, we can surprise a few people. What's the what's the kind of feeling around the club? You know, the I don't know the the support the supporters how they've kind of embraced all this and and have you seen an upturn in it's like I guess any any club senior or or west of Scotland or wherever that when when the glory games come along there's, there's a few more fans come out the woodwork is it has, has that been the case have you, have you had a you know a real good following well I mean the support at Yorker is there's not no, it's not a big support at all, you know, uh, it, it, but I was really pleased at Peter's Hill that so many turned out. You could hear it, you know, uh, the, the sort of apology against Peter's Hill. You know, I love going to Newlands Field anyway, and, and it's a smashing ground, but uh, when we scored, the, the, the cheer that went up was like, where are, are these guys coming from? This is fantastic, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 it, and and one of the things that's really, really good about it, it's nice for the club, but it's it's really, really nice for the players, you know, it's nice that, that, that folk are going... To, to see these guys and going, man, they're, they're good. You know, they're a good team. Um, so, so that that's been that, that's been good. And I'm, I'm hoping that when we go, we go down to Rugby Park, we take a decent fall. And I really am. I mean, there's been a bit of you know interest already, so that that's nice. But uh, even though it's seven weeks away, you obviously share a ground with Clyde Bank, a club with a lot of history. Do you think there'll be a few Bankies fans? There'll be Yoker fans on the day. I'm sure there will be. Um, I'm sure there will be. There'll be. Um, there was a few there on Saturday, uh, and it was nice to see them. So that you know, there, there are we share the ground, and and obviously there's uh, for a long time in the town there it was the bankies were senior and, and Yoker were junior, and then obviously what, what happened to Claybank, um, the, the bankies started up again in the juniors, and there was a wee bit of rivalry for a wee while in terms of on the park rivalry because uh, you know the bankies were going through the leagues and Yoker had quite a decent team, but. That in, in recent years, that the, what the bankies have done is kind of outstripped what Yoker have done. Um, so there's not really a, a same kind of playing rivalry, you know. I mean, there's a couple of divisions apart, all that kind of stuff. So, so uh, you know, uh, but the, we are two teams that represent the town of Clybank, and so I'm sure there'll be a few bankies that'll that'll go down and, and cheer on the Yoker. Aye. There's um, I think was it the last Junior Cup final that that Yoker played. Was thirty six, but was it nineteen thirty three that, that they actually won the oh, yeah. won the you trophy? Need to speak to one of the the guys. I, I think that's I think that's true. Gareth. Yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure on, on on the history of it myself. But uh, I mean, the scale of this, you know, everybody no doubt will be looking at Auchinleck as overwhelming favourites going into it based on what they've done over the years. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's it's a massive, I guess, test of your managerial. Uh, skills now as well a challenge that you must be looking forward to being you know pitting your wits against uh, you know the legend that is Tommy Sloan yeah I've got to say that you can't not look forward to something like that and you know they, they're synonymous with the Scottish Junior Cup um, it is a it is a a big challenge but you've just I think you've got to hit meet the challenge head on you know the, that's what we're saying to the players and it's, uh, it's 11 v 11 if, we, if our fitness levels are good and we, we look at them and we think if we can stop one or two things happening, you know, I just I, I want them if, if they're going to beat us, I want it. Have to, it has to be because they're at their best. You know, it's not you know that I, I want us to be giving it. Our, if we're at our best, we we we'll, we've got a chance of doing okay. Uh, we've got a chance of surprising a few folk. Uh, so I, I I mean I'm just I'm looking forward to it. The guys are looking forward to it, and one of the the guy the things I'll be saying to them is like we we can't go down there. Not thinking that we've got a chance, you know, uh, we we have to go down there in the belief that that we've got a chance of winning a cup. It, it, we've got to do that, and we've got to prepare that way. We've got to, put, we're not there just to enjoy the occasion and make up the numbers. It, it just can't be like that. There's no, I don't think there's any point in turning up if you had that mentality. So our mentality for the next seven weeks will be right. We, we're preparing here to to try and win a football match, and uh, although the odds will be stacked against us figuratively and literally, the we're up against because we're up against such a, a formidable opponent. We we have to go and approach it as if we're going to win the cup. I think again, 
a lot of our listeners might not know too much about the, the Scottish Junior Cup, albeit that over the last wee while we have really tried to promote it. Uh, would it be fair to say to the listeners, and correct me if I'm wrong here, this is the equivalent of a Premier League team as in a Rangers playing, I don't know, I, I don't want to do any discredit to Yoka, but certainly a Greenock Morton, isn't it? You know, In fact, maybe a bit more because of the, in terms of the golf of the league, we're talking yeah. three leagues of a difference, so it's Salford City v Man United, possibly. Well, you, Is that I mean, fair to say that? I mean, well, maybe I, I'm doing an injustice there to Yoka, and I don't want to come across that way. No, I think you're right, Paul. I mean, before the, the conference system came in, we would have been, what was it, League Two? Um, so four leagues, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there you go. You yeah. know that's that's that is the difference. Uh, that's not that's the reality. So that's that's where we're at. Um, but at the end of it, you know, um, it, it's uh, we could probably say something similar with Peter Hill as well, where they were. Yeah, you know, a couple of divisions above us before we went into this. So you know, uh, and and Dice are doing relatively well in the North Premier. So and we beat them. Uh, so I. I think probably every team that we've played would have been in the league above us in this run. When I think about it, you know, maybe not Cooper Angus, but Girvan and Ashfield. Yeah, so that's that's just how it goes. So, so yeah. but, you know, I don't, I don't think you can, you know, you do see see that for good reasons as well. You see small teams going to play like if it was a Salford Man United, they're going to enjoy their day and hopefully give their fans something to cheer about in the day. But I've got a feeling this is closer though. I, I, maybe I give a bad example because I know. It's, it's cliche, it's 11 men v 11 men. We all know it's a golf. We all know, yeah. you know, there's some top, yeah. top players. But I think there's a real chance in there. Like it's, so. it's, not, it's not a fairy tale. I, even, though the, even though the golf scene, I'm probably contradicting myself when I try to give the comparison of where the two teams are, but that was more for the kind of listeners. But <laughs> it's a real chance, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I, I think we've got to feel there's a chance. We've got, we've got to feel there's a chance and then, and, and then look at where we think we can we can do something and, and try and do it and you just don't know in a game even in a game of football we could play well and you lose you know you could play poorly and, and shock folk but I, I, you know we're uh, it's so far away it's seven weeks away you know, I was thinking of now it's about preparing them you know I've been watching Talbot videos non-stop for the last few days and, I, and I'm going to see them there's I'll many fir- out there yeah, I'll, be, I'll be in first name terms with the guys in the gate by the time I, by, the, by the time we get to the final uh, down at um, Talbot, because you know you've, we've got to, we've got to prepare as if we're going to you know try and win a cup, uh, and that's that's the only way to go about it, I think. And, uh, and who knows? I mean, and you've got to look at. I mean, and this is probably don't want to spook my players, but you know, look at Talbot. You could say that they have when they play. I mean, they put Hamilton at the Scottish, didn't they? This year, you know, that's two or three leagues above yeah. them. You know, so you, you you've got to, that, that that sort of thing happens in football. So why shouldn't it happen to Yoga? Quite interested to get your views on what um, Alec McDowell, the Chief Operating Officer at the uh, Scottish Junior Football Association, told us last week. He's got plans to you know, revamp, rename, whatever you want to call it. You know, the, if, if he gets his way and he gets the backing, then there won't be a Junior Cup in a couple of years. It'll have a new name. It'll have um, an £80,000 uh, reward budget. The winners won't get the whole bounty, but... What what were your what were your views on that, especially being somebody who's in this year's final? I think it's a great idea, uh, and a, a kind of national non-league cup. It's a year too early. Uh, <laughs> I know I've been the money, um, um, but a national non-league cup, just in principle, is a is a great idea. Uh, the practical aspects of it that, that could be a challenge. You know, if you want to make it a national cup, how do you deal with you know all, that, all the traveling that you could have? You know, when, when teams, you know, I know we don't have a lot of money and a draw against a team, like we played Cooper Angus, we're out of pocket because you've got to pay for a team bus. What yeah. happens if you're travelling from the south of Scotland to the north of Scotland? That, that, that's that's difficult. So there's practical aspects of it. and, and But in principle, it's a, it's a good idea. Uh, the, 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 the money for it is a good idea. I mean, there's a wee bit of me... The, the Western Scotland League coming in has been a it's been a cracking thing. It's been a cracking thing. There was a wee bit of me that it was a initially a bittersweet thing because I think I, I like junior football. I think it's part of the fabric of Scottish football. I, I, I love the the rivalries in, in Ayrshire and whatever. And I think over the period of time you're going to see 
all that been lost. You're mm-hmm. going to see Talbot going up the leagues and come up maybe not playing league matches against Talbot for for how long? I don't know. Once it, once it. I mean, I, I may be wrong and I might be doing come at the service, but that that's just using that as an example. I think you'll see some rivalries that were that were really really interesting parts of Scottish football that that will kind of that will go. Um, but but the positives are that we have got a you know a pyramid system in, in which small clubs can dream about possibly going and playing. You know, if they get their license to play against Celtic or Rangers or or go up through the ranks if they've got the right investment and the right guys at the helm. So, so it, it's been a great thing. Um, the, the Junior Cup probably has to evolve to, to reflect those changes. Uh, when Joker were asked um, if they would retain their membership in the Junior FA and play in the Cup, the, the main reason that the club did so was was as a nod of respect to that history. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I, think, I think all the clubs that played in the Junior should have done that, should have just as that kind of nod of respect to something that was quite unique and, and the only negative for junior football for me was the glass ceiling that you, you couldn't have progressive te- you didn't have progressive teams having a chance to push on but um, so so but the changes in general have been good um, and that competition will, the junior cup as it is would probably would probably not be with us in about four or five years' time if it didn't evolve. So I, I think that's a good idea. I, I, what I would say, reality is like, what, what are the practicalities? The money will attract clubs. There's no doubt about that. But it still has to have some has to have some credibility in the football landscape as well. You know, it's not just about the money. You know what? You know. So if you had a national non-league cup competition with a showpiece final, then then that would be that would be something. But I think you need a kind of buy-in in it from from everybody outside the SPFL. That's achievable or whatnot, but in principle, I would say it was a, it was a cracking idea. And incidentally, what Alec was saying about the the Lowland League as well, and you guys touched on earlier on, is you know if you're going to have a true pyramid, you shouldn't be able to parachute teams. That, you know, if they want to do that, start a reserve league, go and start that, start a B league. That, that would be it. Would be it'd be good, it'd be interesting, and let teams that are ambitious give them the room to breathe and the room to go and progress. Um, so you're looking at the Western Scotland League, and it's been. I'm not sure about the conference thing. It's it's been a bit of fun as well, but the the top the top teams in in um, in the West of Scotland League have got are really ambitious and they want to go places. You know, looking at Darvo and Talbot, Clydebank, Pollock. You're looking at all the teams at the top end of that, and I think they, they they'd be great for the Lowland League. But if it's going to be such a chore to get into it, you know, there's hurdles all the way. Then I, I don't think that doesn't sit right, and it doesn't it doesn't sit right if you want to build your uh, build your structure as a, a proper pyramid. You're looking at the we were talking about. You touched on Darvel there. Darvel played Auchinleck in a two-each game this week, with two thousand people through the turnstile. I mean, I, you know, if if you're a Stenhouse Muir of the world, and again, no disrespect to Stenhouse Muir, if you're at, at that level and you're looking at that and you're saying, well, do you know what? Some they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. The product is working in terms of that. Yeah. And you know, looking at the game, how and you've seen clips of it on on social media. The goal that was scored, a couple of goals that was scored, was fit for any league. Honestly, exactly. so I think I think from that point of view that the the I think the whole brand of the West of Scotland, I like it, but bringing these other teams in there is kind of blocking it a little bit, mm-hmm. isn't it? And it's it's, it's got to be very difficult for, for teams to move on. Aye. Hi, I'm Sean Kenny, manager of Dear Thistle. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Yoker Athletic boss Gordon Robertson is on the show this week. But Gordon, um, I think that game on the weekend was your ninth or tenth game in charge. We had Tommy Montgomery uh, on the show back, I think, way back in episode 32. He and Peter McKenna obviously uh, stepped aside. You took over. I think it was kind of planned that they would maybe stop maybe, I think, maybe at the end of the season or something. And I, I know that it wasn't a huge shock that they that they left. Maybe it was a little bit of a surprise that they left a little bit earlier. But w- was it always the plan that you would take the job or was that, you know, was, was that kind of known within the ranks at Yoka and you were able to plan being on the coaching staff and things like that? Did it come a bit earlier for you? Did it come out the blue a little bit in terms of, you know, you're the man now, not the summer? Yeah. And that came out the blue. Um, <laughs> we, we had, we had spoken the, uh, the, towards the end of last year, the, the guys had made it clear that they'd felt they had, they'd, you know, you know, it, it takes a lot of energy to manage a football team, you know, and, and, and and I think they felt that they had they had taken it as far as they could 
because you know, and they just, just they'd felt that, and I'd said, well, you know, I'll take on in the summer then. You know, I, you know, I, I didn't look to. I mean, it suited me to coach and with my working life and all that, and just you know, it suited me a bit. But um, so I, ex- I expected to, to to take over in the close season, and uh, and I'd spoken to one or two guys about coming in, and then we had a we had a disappointing result against a team, and then I think they felt that that was we had blown promotion, and and they just thought well. Uh, where we want to leave now, and I think they were—they're t- t- great guys, by the way. Both of them are gone great. We're in the game on Saturday. Um, I think they also—they were thinking of me a wee bit as well, like saying, "Well, it wouldn't be fair you coming in in the summer and the boys not knowing too much about what was going on if you're going to build a team." So they were—they had—they had been—they had been great, and uh, so, but I—but it was out the blue, uh, and and it was just before I was going away for work. I was going—I was going abroad for work for a week, and. Uh, and so I've to, to the Caribbean, not just any, yeah, away I, anywhere. I eh? suppose I was away. I was away there, away at Barbados for for a week, which not was bad, nice. Not bad work, Paul. That <laughs> all right if you can get it. <laughs> You're quite Florida. Where did you get that? Oh, that's that's a holiday, Paul. Ah, it's working holiday, isn't it? All oh, right, right. We'll, <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. But, uh, I don't even want to mention that. But <laughs> it was it was it was brilliant, by the way. <laughs> but um, so um, they they had said that, and I was like, fair enough. They were adamant they were leaving, and. Uh, so I thought I needed to get somebody in who's available, and I'd, I'd phoned Robert, uh, mentioned earlier on, who we'd worked at Coburnie together, and he I knew he, he wasn't with a club, and he says, "I sure I'll come in, come in at the end of the season." So we we got to grips with it quite quickly. Um, we our first match was out at Coalsyth. Uh, we were three 0 up after twenty minutes. I was like, "This is <laughs> dead easy <laughs> management, and that simple easiest job in the world." What's the fuss? <laughs> so it was all that, uh, and anybody they came back. Ten men make it three two, so it was a bit scary. <laughs> but we got we got over the line. We won the game, and and then we we had a, a good wee run, and uh, and the mem- momentum's been building. So it was ju- it's just it, it was it was thrust upon it on me. I a bit uh, surprised, but um, obviously it's worked out so far, not too badly. Just um just before we come on to you know how you ended up at Yoker in the first place. We always kind of every week now like to to give the kit man a mention at every club. Tell us a bit about your kit man. We don't have a kit man. Oh, is that right? Uh, the guys in the committee. Oh, it's a cup final job up for grabs. Oh, it's it's like it absolutely it. is. You get a track and a free ticket. <laughs> Fancy it? No, oh, I'm busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the, it's the Campbell and Allen, the two stalwarts of the club that do everything. Um, they, they deal with the gear. So if there is a kit man out there who wants to... Help, just get in touch. <laughs> We'd be glad to accommodate them. Oh, oh the applications have got to come flooding <laughs> in. Know, yeah. Get on the team bus to the cup final. We'll get a suit. <laughs> Not a bad job, but uh, Abbott, though, that is it. Yeah. Not a bad gig. Aye. But, um, I mean, we kind of laugh that you've not got a kit man, but, you know, guys like them, like those two guys, ah. every every club's got them. Every club needs them to, to keep going. Without without the people behind the scenes, that there's, there's just no football at this level. I mean, that, that, that's it. It's a, it's a selfless thing. Uh, you see them every club you go to. Uh, I great adm- admiration for them. I've been, you know, I know what it's like to, to run a you know, football club and to be responsible for things behind the scenes. So I have, uh, that's one of the, the great pleasures at the end of the game when I got all the players in for the, the team picture, you know, just on the final whistle. I, I, I wanted them in as well. You know, so pulling them into the picture, come on in and, and seeing them thrilled about it because they're the guys. I mean, they come down to, they come down to training to help, you know, bring out bibs and balls. And I said, look, guys, you don't need, you don't need to do that. I can sort all that out. I can just give me the keys to the room and and I'll I'll you stay and watch Coronation Street, do whatever you do on a Monday and Wednesday. You don't you don't you do too not too much. You don't need to worry about coming down, you know. But they're but they're, they're always there. They're, they're good guys and uh, and then there's an older committee, a lot of you know older committee members, guys that maybe don't keep too well and they can't make it down so much. So loads of those guys were there, and that, that was lovely as well. So I'm pl- I'm pleased for them as much as I'm pleased for for anybody the club that we're going to have a we're going to have a day down at Rugby Park, and it'll be a special day for them. And, and they'll they'll um, I'm sure they'll enjoy a few halves and that because I was had to pull them onto the team bus <laughs> from New Linfield at the end of the game. I've got to say, t- t- take us back to where it all started, then Gordon. Uh, playing first of all, uh, t- take us back to your playing days and your your, your love of football that way, and how you kind of got got into the game before we come on to 
onto your coaching side of things? Well, I played for Yoka uh, for, for a couple of seasons, but uh, I had only played um, Saturday mornings and uh, yeah, you know, Sunday afternoons and all that kind of stuff. Because I was a when I grew up, I was a mad Bankies fan. I was really, really, you know, a big Claybank supporter, running supporters buses and, and doing all that. So that the supporting my football thing was supporting yeah uh, the Bankies really, and then and then. Um, Playing when I could play, I loved playing, and I, I, I kind of I had opportunities to play junior football and all that. But I, I didn't. My heart wasn't really in it. I mean, at school I'd played a decent level and never get picked up. And then I kind of thought, oh, I'm going to play with my mates and just go enjoy watching the bankies on a Saturday, and that, and that was it. So, um, but you know, I ended up playing for Yoka for a couple of seasons um, and, and, and quite enjoyed that. I had a couple of pals there and all that, so that that, that was good. And that's where the connection with, with Yoka. Um, started and uh, and then the bankies um, folded after all the stuff that is a senior club and uh, I had one or two ideas about how it could start back up and there was a, a good you know the, we had to we spoke to them chapel amateurs because their ground could accommodate junior football spoke to um, Tom Johnson the SGFA to find out how you know what would need to be done to the ground to get it up to junior standard and then uh, and and Claybank get accepted into the SGFA, so I was chairman from then on uh, for what fourteen years or so. And uh, but from the start, Budgie was Budgie McGee was our first manager. Budgie's at Ball just now, and um, we got on really well. So from the start, I was coaching as well as being chairman. So it was a kind of dual role, but it, it worked. It worked really, really well for the club. I think um, there was no and, and because we got on well, so it's not as if you know when I was coaching and you know. Was a coach, yeah, uh, and and we had a kind of, you know, it wasn't as if there was a chairman that was coaching and all that kind of nonsense. It was it was just it was different, and I, and I saw myself first and foremost at the club. I saw myself first and foremost as a coach. And a lot of folk, I think, maybe didn't, you know, understand that. Uh, so when um, Budgie left about four or five years ago, um, I, it was only right that I would stand down from the coaching staff because that would just have been appalling for the new guys coming in having somebody who'd, who'd been there before and especially somebody who was also the chairman. So I, t- I took a complete back seat uh, and I missed it. I missed the, the getting involved. You know what it's like, Paul, mm-hmm. when you get a, a good dressing room and you've got the boys in the training sessions and, the, and, and all of that and, and, and trying to affect things on a Saturday. Uh, when that's all gone, when you've been doing it for so long, I was like, oh, I really do miss this. And so we won promotion at the end of the, the season and, uh, and then um, Budgie got offered the Coburnie job and then he, he phoned me up and said you want to come in as my assistant down there and I, I was a lot to weigh up because I'd taken you know I'd been chairman of the bankers for a long time and led the you know the, the, the club you know, back into existence from from what had happened so I had to weigh that up and I, I knew some folk would be kind of disappointed but I, I would have been a chairman who would have been heart, whose heart wouldn't have been in it you know the following season and I thought about that I thought what am I going to be doing the following season I thought, well, I, I could be coaching a team at a decent level and enjoying the thing that I enjoy most about football, or, or I could I could not be doing that. And uh, and then I thought, well, I've got to, I've got to be kind of true to myself. And, uh, and the club was in a good position. You know, you know, I didn't leave the, the club in a lurch, but but I stood down and then um, and we took over um, at Coburnie and they'd hardly any players. And we that the end of that season, I thought we were terrific and we we finished fifth in the, the top league. Uh, got off to a poor start the following season. Budgie offered his resigna- resignation, and he, he, you know, so that was I had to, clearly had to leave as well. And then and for a wee while, I was, I was, um, I was helping Queens Park out, scouting Queens Park. You know, looking at some of the top players and juniors, and trying to help them get them. So that that was good fun, and then ended up stumbling into Yoker because of my connections previously with Peter McKenna. So that's like a potted, a potted history of my football. Background um, and uh, and then and now now in the Yoka managers chair. How um, talking about the bankies, obviously them kind of going out of existence and then you know doing the whole phoenix from the flames and rising again. Is the kind of I don't know figurehead or the the guy leading leading that kind of second coming? What was that like? Was it I mean was it exciting? Was it was it terrifying at some points? Was it was it did did people almost feel like they had a point to prove because they because they were was there anger there that the fact that the bankies had been allowed to go out the game the way that they had been with with them um, yeah, coming in and everything yeah there was a lot of that there was a lot of that and uh, 
there's still a lot. I think with some of the, the hardcore fans, there's a lot of resentment towards Airdrie and uh, and the uh, and the folk who allowed that to happen to Claybank. But um, the what I tried to do with the club was to focus on the positives. You know that sort of things been done and, and what you've got we've got a chance now here is building something that's positive that represents the community well that um that uh, is is not looking in, in the rearview mirror it's, it's it's trying to it's trying to you know build on you know positive things and uh, and uh, and I, I think i think i think we did that we did that we had some good success i think there was only one or two seasons in 14 years we weren't we were outside the, the top four in any league that we were in um, won some of the, the small cups and didn't have a big budget. So I mean, I remember us going. To, you know, we, we won a final at, against Pollock at, at Mary Hill, and, and we'd, we'd guys on like twenty five pounds a week. And all that, you know, what I mean, but we were, we wiped the floor with them. You know, I mean, it's not even just we, we went. So we so we we moments like that. You know, beating Irvine Meadow when they were, were a top team at, at Clay Bank, with, you know, comfortably beating Talbot. We you know three 0 uh, at home, so we were doing that and ridiculously low budgets for w- what we did, and playing some. When we were in top league, we were, I think, we had three seasons in the top four, and then that there was something I could see coming a mile away. F- Ten years earlier, was that there'll be a time where bringing young boys in from Knightswood mm-hmm. and all the boys clubs, you know that that is great that you can do that, but there's going to come a time when you're going to lose a few, and you're not going to get that rich, you know. Um, seam of, of talent coming through and then one year we had, we lost three players in a close season to Queen's Park Archie is back at Claybank Vinnie Berry and Kieran McElroy and that just ripped a hole out of the team that we couldn't fill and uh, the following season the club was relegated but even the season after that it was third in the league and in the season after that it was promotion so that, that, that was probably you know the, the relegation season was a, the poorest season but one of the things Back, sorry, back on track with your point. There was, there was a, a feeling of a little bit of feeling of anger and resentment, but that's not the overriding thing. So what's happened with Clay Bank? Uh, I think we've seen this season. It's a magnificent season, by the way. And I, I wonder. I don't know if I'm awful listening to this, but I think he's manager of the year already. You know, they're taking the bankies to those games against Annan and Clyde and Elgin was an incredible thing. And pushing Annan, pushing yeah, Annan all yeah. the way to, to extra. Yeah, playing in the big cup was, yeah. a, was, an, an, was an emotional and a, and a symbolic thing for Claybank supporters. And I'm, I know I've got, I've still got a lot of pals at, at Claybank, obviously. So they, so they, I'm glad. I was really, really glad for them when they had that day. Uh, had those days, sorry, and you could see them getting, you know, back in the senior cup after what had happened. And it's not normal for clubs to come back. You know, I mean, uh, my dad was a third Lanark fan, oh, right. and, uh, so I know, I, I know this. You know that, that you know the clubs die. They, they normally just die. But it's not normal for clubs to come back. So the fact that the bankers are on an upward trajectory and hopefully if the Lowland League can open up the doors a wee bit more that you know you know they can be back in the SPFL one day and, and complete the circle. I think that'd be nice. I think as well when, when you see clubs come back as well, or clubs even clubs that slip into administration and then come out uh, out of administration, there's a lot of unseen hard work by fans. You know, we on the outside just see this club rising again, but mm-hmm. we don't and un- we don't understand the sleepless nights, the long hours, the the stress. What was it like for you, you back then? I mean, were you working all the hours under the sun to, to make that happen with a lot of other good people as well? Yeah. Well, it was all, you know one of the, the good things about Clay Bankers is a lot there was a lot of volunteers and a lot of folk help. But we started off, we worked out that we could afford to pay the players ten pounds a week, and um, and then even meeting that was a challenge. You know, we had to. You know, get the money. We had to, we had to sweep up the terrace, and so I remember, like, a, in, in a week, I could be taking training a couple of times, and then after the match, sweeping the terrace and, and bagging up rubbish and doing all that kind of stuff, and then you know, helping arrange fundraisers. But, but there was loads of us that did those sort of things, so there was a, a, an awful lot of work, an awful lot of work went into it, and uh, so I, it, that's just what folk do. If it's what folk do, I think, and you've got to, you've got to care and you've got to love it. I think I think it's if, if football's in your bones, you've got you, you do these things and you don't you don't really realise how much time you're giving up sometimes. You know, but but as a challenge, I mean, you have low points. I mean, all the guys that do these things, you wonder what, what am I doing this for? You know, because it's not it's not paying your mortgage. It's not you know it's not doing that. Um, but you do it because it's I don't know. It's just something about football. It's magical. You know. What's the you've kind of crossed the divide. Played for Yoka, hmm. chairman of Clyde Bank, now back managing Yoka. 
what's that rivalry like? Is is it is it a friendly rivalry or, or is there a bit of banter between the the, the sides? Well, I mean, the thing is, the the we play each other. When was the last? I can't even remember the last time. I think there was a four one in one of the sectional league cups before the the juniors kind of split up. But the the gulf between the teams at the moment is is probably too big for the to be a sense yeah, of a, a, a proper rivalry. I mean, who, who knows, you know, if we draw each other in the cup next year, that might be, that might be interesting. Um, so, so it's, it's hard to, you don't, you don't, I don't, certainly don't feel that there's any kind of rivalry them and us. I don't, I don't feel that way. It would be, I, I, I don't feel that at all. It's not like a, you could look at a Cumlock or Talbot and there's maybe some, uh, it's just the bankies are, you know, we share the same ground and mm. but look, passing ships in the night really. I was going to say that was my next point. Got to say, do you never, you know, have just bounce games against each other and stuff like that. Never. No, no, there's, there's 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 not been that. Um, we we played, no, no, there's, there's not. We played the, the, the other under twenties, you know. So so good relationship. I've got a good relationship with Moff and, and all that. So no, it's, it's just it's just a, you know, it's fine. And just kind of to finish off your own. I mean, you talked about how you your involvement when you were younger was more as a supporter and then you got into the coaching. Is coaching, you know, even back then when you were playing, was it always something that, that interested you, the tactics of things, man management and all that? And, and was it always something you fancied having a crack at or did it just did it evolve and, and it's become a passion? Well, it kind of evolved. I was, I was um, I coached a lot in, in, uh, in America and, and um, uh, just near Baltimore. Uh, so I went over there a lot of years just coaching in, you know, kind of summer camps and all that. So it was, but main, mainly kids up to up to seventeen year olds, and then it was it was then I started to think, you know, I actually quite I quite enjoy this, and I just I play football for anybody that would you know need a player, you know, and, and so I was still, I think I was still playing Saturday morning football up till what was it forty six or something, and so, um, so I still I mean just just loved the game, so I was involved in coaching before the bank he started up. I was doing some coaching for Glasgow City Council as well with the SFA. And a bit of ditch that to focus on the bankies, um, and uh, but and then while I was doing coaching the bankies, and I did my B license, did that. So, uh, but still, as I said, kicking a ball whenever I could, Gareth. And and um, aye, so the the coaching thing and the and management thing, um, it's just it's just evolved that way. It's not I've not got any ambitions in in that sense. I just want to do well for the guys that I'm. Working with or around, you know, and ho- hopefully the, the I'm very big on the whole thing moving forward in a kind of positive way. And guys, including myself, parking ego, you know, like just saying, well, what, what what do we need to do here as a group to try and get better? What do, what, what do we need to do? And uh, and uh, that would be, you know, hopefully the man management style mm-hmm. is just like, well, what, here's how we can improve here, and and, and, and then together and. Uh, in t- terms of the style of football, I, you know that's you, I, I want I want us to be pragmatic, but I want us to pass it. I want us to try and do whatever the the moment it requires and get guys to hopefully coach them to a level that they, they can identify when they do these things, and uh, and and then see see where it goes. But it's been it's been okay so far. So it's a great story, isn't it, Paul? Uh, you know, you used the word fairy tale earlier on, um, but watching Yoka make it through. You know, some people might look at it and say, you know, it's not a final that Yoko should be in with where they've been playing, you know, in the where they've been playing divisionally. You know, the, 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 Definitely the, divisionally. If somebody said uh, at the start of the season, name your name your finalists, but it's it's, it's a it's a great it's a great would, story. Yoko, and Yoko would never be the one you would pick. No, but it's, a, it's, it's great proof that you know yeah. hard work and a club and and, and willingness and and a, and a plan and things like that that um it can be done. Ah, uh, but I think also as well, it's all right saying we would never say Yoko should be in the final. Of course not. You know, touch on a fairy tale, but look at the teams they've beat on the way. It's not as if, it's not as if you've just you know, you've went up to dice. You've be, mm-hmm. you beat Peter Hill. Do you know they, they, these are not just like oh they they got a buy in the first round. They got you know they they played the dog and duck in the second <laughs> round. Do you know what I mean, I mean you've took scalps. It's yeah. been well earned. Well, well, well earned. Well, I said that to the, to the to the guys before the game last week. I said, look, you're. Don't get a free pass to get to the semi-final of the Scottish Junior Cup. You don't, you know, you have to earn it. So you're here because you deserve to be here, and and you've got to, you've got to know that. And and what you know, and what comes from that is a, a kind of responsibility. Then to give a good account of yourself. It's it's not just a, it's not it doesn't end here, in, unless you want it to end here. You know, and uh, but 
Um, that that's what they've got to recognise, guys. They've got to recognise that they, they they're in the final next month or seven weeks time, um, because they deserve to be there and they have to try and do themselves justice. You know? uh, from a manager's point of view, I've never been in that position you've been in, and it always makes me wonder. So yeah, you're, you're taking your team to Peter's Hill on Saturday. Nobody gives them that 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 hope, really. Or there's a bit of hope. There's a bit of hope you you might pull something off. You guys went there confident. A lot of managers would have went in there and said, look, nobody expects anything of us today. Go out there and enjoy the occasion and see what you get at the end of it. What's your psyche at that time? What are you thinking? What, what are you thinking going in there? Because you, you touched on it earlier on saying, you know, you genuinely believed that you could do it. You had a plan. You'd watch Peter Hill a couple of times. But getting that over to the, getting that over to the players where possibly 50% of them might have been sitting going... They would have all dreamt of getting to the cup final. I'm sure they would have all been mm. thinking, how do we get the cup final? But how do you get really your message and change their psyche a little bit? Uh, what I tried to do was see what you said, that maybe some managers might say you enjoy the occasion. It was, it was the complete opposite of that. It was the complete opposite. Because I was getting so many lovely messages of people saying enjoy the occasion. And I referred to them in the, the team talk. I said, look, that enjoy the occasion stuff, we've got to, we've got to get rid of that mentality. Because that's, that's then, you know forgetting why we're here. We're here to win a semi-final and here's how we can win it. Here's We'd spoken a lot about them through the week at training. So I said, well, I've spoken about them. I said, now it's about us. Here's what we have to do. And here's where, I, you know, and talk about how you deal with setbacks in the game, how you how you have to, you know, you know that, you know, when we were going, when you were going to withstand pressure, that we're not going to win every first ball, but we have to make sure that when they win a first ball, it's not a clean header. It's not a, you know, we've got to, all these kind of things, and this is, and, and all that comes from our mentality being right, and our mentality being right is that we're going in at this game to try and win it. It's, it can only be that. It can't. It can't be enjoy the occasion. It can't be that stuff. It just has to be we're here to win a game, and you know, you know how we can get at them, guys. We've spoken about it. You know how they can hurt us. So let's stop or limit the, the, the amount of chances that they can get to hurt us. And so, so that that was that was it. And you're right, Paul. The guys sitting there going, you know, it's the biggest game. At, a lot of the boys have ever played in, so they'll be th- maybe a bit sceptical, and they know that Peter Hill have just wiped the floor with everybody for months. So, th- so there, there will be people sitting that way, but you, you hope that you know that you will get good types, as I mentioned before. You need the good types. You need the guys that can see it, you know, and you, and you just tap into that kind of desire to do well and the desire to win, and just say, well, this is this is a game to be won. It's not a game that just to be enjoyed. I was out on Monday night. I went and watched the Scottish amateur. Uh, cup semi-final at New Douglas Park and I was sat with the fourth Wanderers manager and his assistant Didi and Didi's girlfriend's brother plays for Joker I think he's a reserve goalkeeper or something and he's saying to me I can't believe it he says <laughs> he says I've been playing the game 25 years never even had a sniff at Scottish Cup he's, I think he's been playing about four months he's now gone to a Scottish Cup <laughs> final <laughs> don't know the lad's oh, name good stuff man. good stuff <laughs> Hi, it's Murdo McKinnon, Port Manager here, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. Before we finish up, we'll clear up the Down the Divisions decider, right? Remind us of those clues again, Paul. Right, okay. So the club was formed in 1905, but folded in 1948. They reformed in 1976, playing in the South of Scotland League. In 2001, they joined the East of Scotland League, playing in the league for eight seasons and finishing as runners-up in 2008-2009 before returning to the South of Scotland League. In the summer of 2013, they joined the newly formed Lowland League and they play at the Islecroft Stadium in Dumfries and Galloway. Threve Rovers? Gareth. So... Three was one on my mind, but I'm going to, it's a guess, but I was going to say Dalbiti Star. Dalbiti Star it is. Is that right? Yeah, it's the yeah. only one I could think of in the Lowland League at this moment in time, sitting in the home of Glasgow girls. There you go. Well done, Gareth. I did notice he was looking at his phone earlier. <laughs> and I, I knew you'd say that. I didn't want to say uh, that, Paul. It was strictly in, strictly in the interest well? of interest. Yeah, st- strictly uh, research, Paul, that was. Yeah, what I'd done, because obviously I, cannot, I like to give easier clues. <laughs> Last week they were tough, so I thought, nah, he's getting it this week, and that's the one he gets. I thought it was Burnt Island last week. 
Edgy. Ah, I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> clearly, I'm not very good at this part. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're clearly very good at managing. So um, we'll uh, we'll wish you well for um, what's to come with the final in a few weeks. Gordon, thanks very much for for coming in this week. We also obviously wish you well. At, you know, deciding what whether it's going to be Moss Bros or uh, Hugo Boss <laughs> or <laughs> Ted Baker, maybe Paul. I mean, uh, you'll be a fan of Ted Baker, will you, Paul? No, no. Look at the shape of me, Gareth. <laughs> Ted Baker. Ted Baker give out sizes and numbers. Oh, so they do. I'm yeah, one to five. Can you tell me if you I was six? A <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it goes the opposite way. I think I'm right. a zero. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thanks for coming in, Gordon. Really, really appreciate it. Congratulations on on a, a brilliant achievement, and uh, hope the final goes well. And perhaps we can we can get you back on for five or ten minutes nearer the nearer the final to see how things are progressing. No, what you tell me? We're not doing a cup final special. Live from the studio down there, surely, Paul? Eh? Could do, couldn't we? <laughs> Get the cameras in. <laughs> Thanks again to our sponsors, 44 Creative. Go to www.44creativehq.com if you're looking for a photographer, graphic designer, videographer, or video editor. And don't forget, you can get in touch with us with your comments or suggestions for people to speak to, or if you'd like your club's audio featured on the show. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Do leave a comment which helps others find us and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. We've got a week off uh, next week, Paul, so um, we'll be back in a, a week or two on Down the Divisions. Down the Divisions.